0: Okay, But anyway, so uh, halfway through the book of Exodus, well actually earlier than that, by the 12th chapter, the last verse of the 12th chapter, pew, they're out. They are on their way across, they're at the Red Sea. Pharaoh's fixing to come after them, Okay, but then they're going to get drowned in the Red Sea. And then all through, the re- all through the rest of this book here we call the Bible, it references all that. So it's fairy tales and lies if it's not true. Jesus is deranged. He doesn't know these things never took place. No, he's not deranged. He was there. Okay. So anyway, at the, in, at the middle of Exodus, as soon as they get to Mount Sinai, the Lord gives Moses the instructions to build a tabernacle. And it's, it's not a temple because it's a, it's a temporary structure. It's a tabernacle. Detail after detail. Anyway. They finally, uh, the, it's built at the end of this. Leviticus. It's a book. It's It should be called Levi. It's how the Levites were supposed to function in there. Aaron, the high priest, and his sons, they were the only ones that were going to be priests. The rest of them worked around the temple. Certain, certain things they had to do. It was temporary structure. You were going to carry it. All right, by the time you get to Numbers, this is where we've been looking at, uh, Numbers, the, it's built, and they give the counts. They do a count. A matter of fact, if you'll notice, the very first thing they do, this is the reason it's historical. So it's all built... And if you start right here at Numbers chapter 1, it was the 15th day of April. Now, why, do we need a date for these? are just little funny book stories. No, they're not. It's totally a timeline. Wow. Second year after the Israelis left Egypt, that the Lord issued the following instructions. He was in the tabernacle at the camp of Israel on the Sinai Peninsula at the time. In other words, Moses was in there. Okay. Take a census. Now, why? Of the, of the men 20 years old and older who are able to go to war. Because we're going to the promised land. Got that? All right. Now, now, what happened here next <clears throat> is obviously in a, a few chapters, uh, they went to the promised land. And, when, and I'm not going to cover that this morning. I wanted to, but I, I had some other things I wanted to do too as well. So, uh, when you get to, I think it's 12th chapter here. No, it won't be 12. It'll be the next one. Uh They're on their way here. and Oh, that's in the 12th chapter here, but let me me just go a little further. Oh, let's go down here. My mouse to come up. There we go. There we go, 13. It's the 13th chapter. Jehovah now instructed Moses, send spies into the land of Canaan. Okay? And of course, you know the story from here. We'll pick up from this later, but I want to jump ahead. 40 years later, they are now back at the promised land. But this little story here, You know, when they got to the promised land and they go, well, we can't go in there. I mean, can you imagine this? They saw the mountain on fire. God was talking. That's the reason you've got to have these, unfortunately, we have to call them Sunday school lessons. We don't have enough time waiting on Sunday school 52 times a year to catch up with this. We need to do our own reading and things like that. And, of course, don't waste our time when we're at church. That's the reason, I mean, I I like our church because we go right to it. But I'm just giving you this background here. Okay, so now... They did not go into the promised land. Now, this is a timeline. Now, so let's go all the way to the, at the end of numbers here, from then on, from chapter 13 forward was the only time you have reference to wandering around in the wilderness for 40 years. Okay. And it wasn't a bad deal. The bad deal was they should have gone in, but the rest of it, God still had mercy on them. And over in the area that was not the promised land, boy, they started wiping out these kings and they took over these towns and cities and places. And it was so great that three of the tribes told Moses, "Uh, we want to stay on this side of the promised land when we get there. Now, we'll go help you over there, you know, but we want to stay over here. Moses said, okay, fine with us. All right. All right, but anyway, that puts us all the way to, they're at the doorstep of, uh, well, let me just look at this. Let's go to chapter 36. This is the very last part of Numbers, just to show you this. Okay, the very last part. Here's Deuteronomy. Yeah. Notice this. These are the commandments and ordinances that the Lord gave the people of, of Israel through Moses while they were camped at the plains of Moab beside the Jordan River across from what? Jericho, we're fixing to go. But remember, you ain't gonna get there until Joshua. But notice this. Deuteronomy. It's this reason it just takes a little bit of instruction. Take a little bit of spelling classes and you'll understand how to spell some words. Take a little bit of mathematics and you'll be pretty smart. You know. You know, if you gotta to go to Canada and learn their currency, well, take a little bit and understand, hey, you got it. This book. This book, it's not a book that we go, woo, I'm just gonna read the Bible, woo, boom. Oh, you can, but I'm going to help you here with it. They just got to the promised land the second time. This book records Moses' address to the people of Israel when they were camped in the valley of Arabi in the wilderness of Moab, just like that verse preceding it. They're camped right across the Jordan. Now, what about it? Actually, this is the book that when all, all of Israel would come and hear, they would stand and listen. They would listen to this and then go back home. All of Deuteronomy. Uh, it wasn't that long. It doesn't take that long. Anyway, of course, we won't do that. But anyway, here's what we're going to see. The speech was given on February 15th. Nobody was smart enough back then to keep names and dates. Actually, there's, on record, society is showing statistically that we're on a downward trend. You say, oh, we have TVs, we have cell phones. We have, you go down and look at some of the things that they did in South America and you wonder, How did they have engineers to do this? They moved some rocks down there that today they can't figure out how they move those things. How did they move those rocks to build these certain things? We don't have machinery enough today to move a rock that size. They did. Anyway, so evolution tries to, we're just getting better and better. Now, we're on a downward trend because of what happened 6,000 years ago when Adam fell. (laughs) Look at the evidence. If you want to listen to somebody convince you, then that's different. But look at the evidence. The evidence is on our side. All right, so here we are. <clears throat> All right, 40 years after the people left Mount Horeb, though it only takes 11 days. See, God was going to take them to the promised land. It wasn't going to take them but just 11 days. And he wanted that temple set up. He wanted them to understand it. Remember, oh, I've got to show you here in just a moment here. Uh, and i just love it. Uh, Moses told the Israelites, when y'all get in the promised land, don't think it's because y'all are so lovely. Because y'all are not. <laughs> it's because the people in the promised land are so wicked. And God was trying to keep them where they wouldn't be as wicked as them. And then God was going to bless them for the rest of the time. But he was doing that to show the whole world who he was. Because the world, just like when the flood hit, God saw there was wickedness all over the whole world. And the whole world was just wicked. They, weren't gonna, they didn't know who God was. So all this stuff fits like a glove. All right. But anyway, let's keep rolling here. So although it only takes 11 days to travel by foot from Mount Horeb to Kadesh Barnea going by the way of Mount Seir, at the time of this address, King Sion of the Amorites had already been defeated. Remember, we were looking at that in numbers. That fight didn't take but like a day. Boom, he's out, you know. All right. So that's when this, uh, this story hit. Now, let me speed ahead just a little bit here. Let's go pick up what I want to pick up today. Now, this is still a constant speech. And let me just get through some chapters here, and oh, we'll pick up where I want us to pick up. notice this. Oh, uh, uh, I mean, uh, but notice this. That this is when they got. He's recapping. Y'all got there, and the spies came back, and they said, "Many giants over there." I said, "Don't be afraid." Now think about how that affects you today, man. I know, well Jesus can just take care of my soul. That's all. Oh, please practice Bible, practice believing this stuff is real, it belongs to you, man, it's so ridiculous, look, at, even just look at Matthew, and Mark, and Luke, and John, the supposed stories, and they're real, it's real, I'm just telling you, to, just to get your own unbelief out of the way, these are actual, this is Jesus, and it's actual people, individual people, and he gave that same power to his disciples. And then Matthew, Mark, Luke, John, somebody help me. What's that next book? Acts. What is Acts? Oh, it's an acronym. No, it's not. It's Acts. It's the actions that took place after Jesus was gone. He's not even in the book of Acts. He's in chapter 1. But after that, he goes into heaven. Everybody's looking. At him. Oh, wow. Two angels standing there. What are well, you looking up there for us? This same Jesus is going to come back. And he told them, go. Go do what he did. People were bit, well one guy was bit by a snake, supposed to die, he didn't, you know. 276 people on a boat that was totally demolished, 276 people didn't drown, just like finding those gate things that Laura was talking about, just like find, it, it, it miraculous, people were dead, they came back to life again, one guy fell out of a three-story building, yes, it's in the book of Acts, if were, we forget these things, that's the reason the Lord warned, Moses warned the people to stay with these stories. That's the reason you have the Passover. It reminds you that I took you out of Egypt. But if we don't read the book of Acts and keep it fresh before us, keep the Bible stories before us, we'll just go off on our own. And It's, so, it's almost like our mechanism is made that way. We do an automatic erasing. We will forget the wonderful things of the Lord. And we're supposed to remember the wonderful things of the Lord so that going forward we'll be all right. Just like we were taught in those, those basic hymns I was in the, Bible, in the Baptist church. You know, count your blessings and name them one by one. Count them. You know, praise the Lord. Okay. He said, don't be afraid. He will fight for you with his mighty miracles just as you saw him do in Egypt. So that was not supposed to be temporary. Well, what he did a long time ago, he'll never do again. Baloney. All right. Let me, let's keep going here. So this speech goes on, and let me get over here to where I want to go. So anyway, so then we turn back to the Red Sea. Remember that? The Lord said, okay, you're not going in? Okay. All right. But anyway, it's a quick, it's a quick, it's just, the itinerary is really great there. It tells you exactly what they did. Let me keep clicking here because I want to get all the way to, oh, uh, just keep going here with me. Chapter 3. Constant one after this is not well, we break for a year and read it again. No, it's a historical event and it's quick reading, 15 verses per chapter. That's gonna wear you out. Oh, please, it won't wear any of us out. All right, here we go. Let me get down here to this thing. That's chapter six to seven. Here we go. Okay. That's so amazing. Just so amazing. Look at this right here. He's still, he's still telling him, look, look at this. Oh, it, it, That's the reason all this stuff, it's in your Bible. It's not in there for nothing. Look at this. So he's, he's going on. He's just talking about when you get to the promised land here, that last verse is when you see an idol, things that other people worship, burn them. Get rid of it. Get this stuff out of your life. I'll have no other gods before me. It's a reason because these other things, are, they're fake. You must obey the commandments I give you today. If you do, you'll not only live, but you'll multiply, and you'll go in and take over the land promised to your fathers by the Lord. That's, it's not what half of you will. I mean, you've got to have ups and downs. There are no ups and downs. More than conquer. You can't find Jesus' ups and downs. The only down he had was, and the disciples were totally, they, it devastated them. He died. But he told them, he said, yeah, they're going to kill me, but third day I'll rise again. That was the only down. And that little dip was for your salvation. I mean, for your perfect being able to stand before Jesus perfect the rest of your life. The whole world too. It's all theirs. That's the reason John the Baptist said, Behold, the Lamb of God indicates he's going to die who takes away the sin of the world. That that did it. Not our being good. Anyway, watch this. Do you remember how the Lord led you through the wilderness all those 40 years? Oh, no, I don't. (laughs) Yes, you do. Because you read the story. Look at this. Humbling you, testing you to see if you'd really respond, whether you would really obey him. Yeah, he humbled you by letting you go hungry, then feeding you with manna of food previously, even the manna. Oh, I forgot about the manna. Yeah. You know, some days it didn't show up. No, I lied to you. It was there every day and you just trusted the Lord. You didn't have to go, oh my God, I better grab a bunch just in case it don't show up tomorrow. No, it was always there. What happened to that manna if you got too much? Anybody know? If you grab too much, thinking it wasn't gonna be there, what happened to that man? You opened it up and it had what in it? Maggots in there. Ah, you know, that's what he's saying. Learn to trust me. So, what do I take away from this? Last week's over with. I got a new week this week. The Lord's gonna help me all this week. It's this gonna be such a fantastic week. Praise the Lord. I'm telling you, you're gonna find your gate stuff. You're gonna find what? Well, it's gonna be. Look at this. All right, he says, you should realize that as a man punishes his son, the Lord punishes you to help you. Oh, yeah, a car wreck. Now, now, whoa, whoa, hold on. Which one of your dads in here sent you on a car wreck? Which one of your parents blinded you? God doesn't do that. You got somebody else that wants to do that, and it's called the devil. He wants to ruin your life. Now, watch verse 6. Obey the laws of the Lord your God. Walk in his ways and fear him. For the Lord your God is bringing into you. Look at this. He's bringing you into a good land of brooks. Now, this is not heaven. This is today, tomorrow, while we're still here. Pools, gushing, springs. Oh, I missed that part right here. Look at this. Look at For 40 years, your clothes haven't grown old. Praise the Lord. Your feet haven't even blistered. Wow. Anyways, bringing you to all this wonderful land. Let me keep going here. All right. All right. Keep going. Let's get down to what I want to say. That's chapter 9. Let's see. Yeah, look at this. Oh, this is so funny. I just think this is hilarious. Old Israel. Now, he's still talking. Now, if this was Abraham Lincoln, that's the reason I call it the Gettysburg Address, we would have only been about 20 minutes in this thing, so you can read this thing pretty quick. Hey, oh, Israel, listen. Today, remember, he just said today, that's because it's a speech when, April 15th, no, February 15th, you're going to cross the Jordan River. Well, we ain't going to cross the Jordan River until Joshua. Somebody recorded this. You ever seen a qu- quarter? They're going. And they turn, Jerry, do you take into account this guy? They're just putting the minutes down. That's what they're doing. This is the minutes. Watch this. Uh, you're going to go across the river and begin to dispossess, dispossess the nations on the other side. <laughs> yeah, right. No, no, wait a minute. We just lost 40 years of our life because we said we weren't. We're going to say we are. Remember, two of them said, Caleb and Joshua said, oh, man, we can take these guys. The Lord never changes. Those nations, look at this, are greater, more powerful than you are. Oh, no. Oh, no, no, don't worry. Remember what happened to Pharaoh. They live in high-walled cities. Yeah, the first one they saw was the national championship, you know. It's like last night. Oh, Florida's going to get you. No, Alabama took care of them, you know. Of course, that's football. But anyway. This was so much greater. Watch this. Those nations are greater, more powerful. They live in high-walled cities. Among them are the, there he goes, the Anakin, the Anak giants. Look at this. Who none of you Can stand. Notice you ain't gonna be able to beat these guys. But wait a minute. The Lord says, The Lord your God will go before you as a devouring fire to destroy them, so you will quickly conquer them and drive them out. Now look at verse 4, real important here. This will help us even today. When the Lord's done this for you, now remember sometimes we think the Lord's not gonna do anything for me because I'm just not good enough. Well, look what he just said, he's gonna wipe out giants for you. Now look at this. When the Lord's done this for you, don't say to yourselves, the Lord has helped us because, man, I am such a hot rod Christian. Look at this. Because we are so, look at that. We are so good. Look what Moses says. No, it's because of the weakness of the other nations he's doing this. It's not because all of you are such fine, upright people. <laughs> Wait a minute, Lord, you're hurting my feelings. That the Lord will drive them out before you. I say it again. Wow, he's recapping. It's only because of the wickedness of the other nations, because of his promise to your ancestors, Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. You know what? We still have those promises today. The Bible tells us in the New Testament we're blessed with faithful Abraham. Jesus healed a woman that was bent over and said, ought not this woman, being a daughter of Abraham, be loosed? She had back trouble for 13 years. Wow. Yet I say, Jehovah, you're gone again. Uh, it's not giving this land to you because you are good, for you are wicked and stubborn people. Now, guess who was also in that group? Moses was. He lost his cool, too. He couldn't go to the promised land. All right. <clears throat> but that's all right. The Lord still blessed him. Now, let's go right in. I want to go all the way to the 14th chapter. Let me get to it, and we'll start right here. All right, here it is, 14th chapter. Now, watch this. See, a lot of times we think, let's see what chapter man. A lot of times we think these things are just. I well, don't get where I'm at. Just catch up. It says 21, doesn't it? There we go. 15. Here we go. 12. I want to go back to the other way if I can't get it here. There's 15. Let's do this. All right. 15, here we go, 14. All right, so he's still uh, talking about, um, I mean, he's, it's still the speech. Okay, since you're the people of God, never cut yourselves as the heathen do when they worship their idols. That's because they're worshiping their idols. Remember the story? Elisha was trying to, man, I mean, <sighs> Elisha said, let's just see who God is. The prophets of Baal, remember that? They started cutting themselves because <laughs> no fire from heaven was coming down burning up theirs. But Elijah turned around and said, well, show them who's God. <laughs> Just went down, you know. But those guys were cutting themselves and carrying on. Remember, Elijah was making fun of them and saying, well, hey, well, maybe your God's on the toilet. Yeah, it's in the Bible. Read it. <laughs> yeah. It maybe, you're, maybe your God's on the toilet. We've got to be Christian now. Listen, we've got to be the Bible. Look at the history. Here we go. Since you're the people of God, don't cut yourselves as the heathen do when they worship idols. Can you imagine that? And we think God today, sometimes he wants to do that. Now, I've got to give up something. No, just give him your heart. That's all he wants. He wants your obedience. It's better to obey than to sacrifice. Okay, you uh, nor shave the fronts of your heads for funerals. You belong exclusively to the Lord your God. He's chosen you to be his own possession, more so than any other nation on the face of the earth. Now, remember, he's doing this to show the world who he is, but you're chosen. Now, he goes on here and says, hey, uh, concerning these animals, oh, Oh, you're not to eat any animal that I've declared to be ceremonially defiled. Now, this is just a badge, okay? It's not a matter of some sort of health thing because he, he actually says you can sell it to the foreigner. <laughs> Wait a minute, you know? That's what, we're, we're set aside as holy. Okay, that's what this purpose was. And it's not necessary today. Okay. These are the animals you, uh, you may eat the ox, the sheep, the goat, the deer, the gazelle, the roebuck, the wild goat, the ibex, the antelope, the mountain sheep. And some people, oh my God, this is this all the these and the thous and the numbers? It's only a paragraph, but not even that much. And then you get right onto it. Let's just see these things. Any animal that's got cloven hooves, you know, like a deer, chews the cud and may be eaten. But if the animal doesn't have both, it may not be eaten. So may, you don't eat the, the camel. don't eat the hare or the coney. They chew the cud, but don't have cloven hoo, hooves. Pigs may not be eaten because they have cloven hooves. they don't even chew the cud. You may not even touch See, it's not a health thing, because look at this. Don't even touch the dead bodies. Oh, well, wait a minute. See animals. With fins and scales, maybe eaten. All other kinds are ceremonially defiled. That's it's the, a the key thing about this ceremony thing. Okay, <laughs> all right. Now uh, you may eat any bird except for the except for the following. You know they're protected by the EPA. No, oh, they're not. This was a reason for this. This singled you out. We call it today kosher. Okay. Okay. Uh, you may eat any bird except the following, the eagle, the vulture, the osprey, the buzzard, the falcon, any variety, the raven, any variety, the ostrich, the nighthawk, the seagull, the hawk, any variety, the screech owl, the great owl, the horned owl, the pelican, whatever, okay, the heron, with certain exceptions, you can munch on a few insects if you want to, Mm. you know, whatever, but he said insects are a defilement to you, oh, oh, and don't need to be eaten, okay, now, let me catch up here, hold on, look at this, don't eat anything that's died of a natural death, however, God doesn't love us all. You can give it to somebody, some other lowlife. No, no, that's not the point. That's the reason this has got nothing to do with anything medical. Don't eat anything that's died of a natural death. However, if a foreigner comes walking along, you sell it to him. <laughs> what? You may give it to him or sell it to him, but don't eat it yourself. Why? For you are holy. It's just my Alabama t-shirt. That's all. I am an Alabama fan. That's what this is for. I didn't become an Alabama fan because I earned it. I chose to root for Alabama. My parents did, whatever. All right, don't boil a young goat in its mother's milk. Now here, I want you to get something. Now watch closely. It's about the tithe. What's the tithe? What's 10%, okay? Now all this stuff, you know, this is from the Lord. Okay, this is a man thing. Well, you start believing it's a man thing. You're going to to go back to Jesus, call that a man thing too. It's a man's world and they're trying to rake in money. Oh, my goodness. Tithe has been around a long time, but watch this. You must tithe all your crops every year. Bring the tithe to eat before the Lord your God at the place he shall choose as his sanctuary. Remember, this is a speech given. They're fixing the cross and going to the promised land. He's actually, I don't know if it's mentioned it. He said these laws are not going to go into effect until you get to the promised land. He's just laying out the Constitution. That's all he's doing. Okay. Bring the tithe to eat before the Lord as the, at the place that he shall choose for his sanctuary. This applies to the tithes of your grain, your new wine. Why well, ain't no drinking. <laughs> Apparently there is. Olive oil, firstborn of your flocks and herds. Look at this. The purpose of tithing is to teach you to always put God first in your lives. Wow. It's like the manna. I I. I I. just. I just I have to save for tomorrow. I better get that manna. Nope. Get what you need for today. Show that you trust the Lord. You know what's funny? I work with cost for the government. And uh, I put together cost. And we have rates. Let's just say my salary. I'm going to go out there and do something. My salary is what? It's the money that I get. Well, then on top of that, it's almost twice. It's 98%. 98% of my salary is has to go to the company, which takes care of me. So it's twice as much. So we're used to these fees or whatever. Let's just take the taxes in America. Right now, I I make X amount of dollars, which I think is, whoo, that's a lot. And then I go look at how much actually goes in the account every day. Not after the things I pay, but after I pay Uncle Sam. And it's like 30%. This is 10%. And it's so funny, and there's a reason that we like to Hold off on this and have trouble with this is because, in you know, we're in the world. Okay, one day things are going to change, but you have to learn to believe God. You have to trust the Lord. It's not something natural. You have to. It's t- reading the Lord says you got to obey the Lord. You know, and it's like, well, don't that just come natural? No. Otherwise, you'll forget it. Now, watch this. The, pl- the if the Lord. Chooses for a sanctuary is a place is so far away it isn't convenient to carry your ties to that place. Then you may sell the portion of your crops and herds and take the money. Now watch this. This is kind of funny. Oh, but I want you to see this. Uh, and okay. So when you, he says take the money to the Lord's sanctuary, when you arrive, use the money to buy an ox, a sheep, some wine or beer. Now notice this, and feast there before the Lord your God. Look at this, and to rejoice with your household. We don't do enough of this. I'm just talking about the rejoicing and the feasting before the Lord. We just thought it was like, oh my God, I got to, oh ah, it's the time of the year. Got to bring my. It's the it's the harvest, you know. Oh my gosh, I hate going to church. Can you see this was a, this was actually literally a party? Don't forget to share your income with the Levites in your community because they don't have any property or crops as you do. That was one of the tribes. They were scattered all through Israel. And they lived. They had a border of 500 yards around every city. The details are there. But anyway, notice he says, hey, when you go, take some of the Levites with you. I mean, they, they help you with the things of the Lord. Remember, the, they were there to uh, shield you from the wrath of God. This is in the Old Testament. We don't do this today, but the tithing we do. But notice, look how much joy was here. We're going to Jerusalem. Don't you remember when Jesus was lost? They weren't lost. They went to Jerusalem. He was 12 years old. They all got back and they were heading back. Three days journey back. They said, hey, where is little Jesus at? They couldn't find him. They looked among their relatives and their friends. Because, see, they went to Jerusalem for this feast. It was the Passover. And, and had a wonderful time and they were on the way back home. Of course, they found Jesus. He was in the temple. Stunning all of the, you know, the rulers of the law, all the priests and stuff. Okay, so every third year, you're to use your entire tithe, look at this, for local welfare programs. Give it to the Levites who have no inheritance among you, or to foreigners. Watch this, look at this. Uh, the end of this chapter, watch this. And orphans within your city, so they can eat and be satisfied. Then Jehovah your God will bless you and your work. Now he doesn't quit there, we put numbers here to help us go to the next chapter. See, he's still talking. At the end of every seven years, now remember this is in your Bible. What good is talking about money to me? Oh, are you kidding? The Lord is so involved in your finances. Not one of us in this room should be struggling financially. This is so easy. Same thing, not one of us in this room should be struggling with sickness either. The only prerequisite in the Bible to get healed is to be sick. If you're sick, the Lord will help you. If you look, hey. Psalm 103, we just should know it. Because David said, let's don't forget it. Psalm 103. Bless the Lord, oh my soul. Oh, yes, I've heard that. Well, wait a minute. You tell me the rest of it. Bless the Lord, oh my soul. And all that's within me. Bless his holy name. Yeah? Tell me what else. Who forgives all my sins and heals all my diseases. But guess what? You'll forget it. Soon as pain comes, you'll forget it. Oh, God. What did I do to my elbow? Oh, man. I got to get an MRI. Well, okay, nothing wrong with getting an MRI, but when are you going to go over to the, oh, on the way, I'm going to remember that Jesus is going to fix this. you know. Or we start reasoning, well, I didn't go to church like I should have gone. Don't you remember? They didn't go to the promised land because they were such hot rods. Don't think you're so great. Oh, man. And he gives, We I skipped it, but chapters before, he says, I'll take all sickness away. This was like, such an amazing deal. Alright, anyway. At the end of every seventh year there's to be a canceling of all debts. <laughs> well, that don't happen today. That's right. And it won't happen to you if you don't believe this is the Lord of your life. But it will happen to you. Look at this. Richard, that's crazy. I have a mortgage. Richard, that's crazy. I just bought a new car. They're not we're not talking about the mortgage people. We're talking about you and Jesus. He set up a nation to operate this way. Now watch what he says here. At the end of every seventh year, there's to be a canceling of all debts. Every creditor shall write paid in full on any promissory note he holds against any fellow Israelite, for the Lord has released everyone from his obligations. Boy, I wish that was true. It is true. It's yours. Don't you remember Balaam? He was supposed to curse the Israelites and he didn't. He says, you know, if I could die as happy as an Israelite, what a deal we have. Now notice he says this release doesn't apply to foreigners. This is where we tell the world about Jesus. This is how you tell them. You show them your pocketbook. I mean, they're going to listen. And if they got all the money in the world, so what? Money can't buy everything. Just just still be their friend. Tell them about the Lord. And they're going to realize, my goodness, there's no God as great as yours. All right, now watch this. Look at this next phrase. No one will become poor because of this. For the Lord will greatly bless you in the land he's given you if you will obey. Look at this. Oh. Obey this command. So if Melody or Laura wanted to loan me some money, okay? This was during this time frame. And I said, it's one year before the release. And she's like, well, God, Richard, why'd you ask me now? If one, in a year, i got to let you go. No one is going to go broke on this. Notice, notice this. Look at this. Now watch this. is kind of cool. Ah. Oh. The only prerequisite is that uh, for his blessing is that you carefully heed all the commandments of the Lord that I'm giving you today. And you could have read these; they're, they're, none of them are impossible. Okay, the biggest one was don't have any gods before me. Okay, the rest of them you could get forgiveness for easily. You notice why you can't get forgiveness for worshiping other gods? Because you left him. Bye. How are you gonna get forgiveness for that? You left him. You don't want him. You don't. I don't believe in you, Jesus anymore. So that's how it works. It's so simple. Now, you can turn and return back to him. But in the meantime, you just, that's what excommunication is. You, you did it. You excommunicated yourself from him. Lord, I kind of like throwing my kids to the fire. Oh, yeah, that's great. Yeah. I want to worship Kamish, the god of the Moabites. Oh, brother. Anyway, the only prerequisite for his blessing is that you carefully heed these commandments I'm giving you today. He'll bless you as he has promised. You shall lend to many nations, but you'll never need to borrow right no wait a minute you're fixing to wipe out these giants out there how are you going to do that it's going to be jesus how are you going to have these financial blessings it's going to be jesus you'll rule many nations but they shall not rule over you but if when you arrive in the promised land oh oh yeah and there are any poor among you you must not shut your heart or hand against them you must lend to them as much as they need now beware don't refuse alone because the year of cancellation is close at hand See, remember, he just said, nobody's going to go broke over this. Wouldn't that be a miracle? Debt cancellation after every seventh year. Wow. And he said, nobody's going to go broke over this. If you refuse to make a loan and the needy man cries out to the Lord, it will be counted to you as a sin. You must lend him what he needs and don't moan about it either. Boy, that moaning about it, that's the hard part right there. It's kind of like, oh, golly. You know, but that's all right. You just work on that. And the way you work on that is knowing that I'm not going to go broke. The Lord's going to take care of me. You must lend him whatever he needs. Don't motivate. Look at this. For the Lord will prosper you in everything you do because of this. Remember the poor. Man, I tell you, I'm pretty good at rolling my wind up. <laughs> I'm going to look the other way. <laughs> we got to remember these guys. Wow. If you buy a Hebrew slave, whether a man or a woman, you've got to free him at the end of the sixth year you owned him. Gee. Wouldn't this be great? Anyway, don't send him away empty-handed. Give him a large farewell present of your flock. Lord, I'm going to go broke if I do all this stuff. No, he said you weren't. We're going to stop at the end of this chapter. This, this is short. Anyway, notice this. Give him a large farewell present of your flocks, your olive press, your wine press. Wow. Uh, share with him in the proportion as the Lord has blessed you. Notice it didn't say if the Lord's blessed you. It's constant blessing, praise the Lord. Remember that you were slaves in the land of Egypt. Oh, here we go again. Yeah, we need to be reminded. It was a miracle. A whole sub-nation, you know, the Israelites, were totally, as slaves, removed out. They destroyed Egypt. It's like all of a sudden they came involved with nuclear weapons. They had the ability. No, that's not what happened. What was nuclear was God. He got them out. Moses said, let my people go. Moses said, I ain't going to I mean, uh, Pharaoh said, no, I ain't going to do it. Moses said, yeah, you are too. Let my people go. Plague, plague, one after another, one after another. Wow, got them out. Remember you were slaves in the land of Egypt and the Lord your God rescued you. That's why I'm giving you this command. So we got to rescue the poor when we see them. Don't worry, the Lord will help you. So he says concerning the slave, but if your slave doesn't want to leave, he says he loves you and enjoys his pleasant home and gets along well with you and that's the truth, you know, even though people like to rewrite history. He says, take an awl and pierce his ear to the door. And he'll be your slave forever. Do the same for your women slaves. But when you free a slave, you must not feel bad. For remember that for six years, he cost you less than half the price of a hired hand. Okay, do the math there. All right. Here we are again. And the Lord your God will prosper you in all that you do because you have released him. Gosh, I just can't let go of this money. Let it go. It's God who gives you the power. I think that's what we're fixing to get to. To give, to give you wealth. It's the Lord. And it's to establish his covenant. Anyway, set aside uh, for God all the firstborn males of your flocks and herds. Do not use the firstborn of your herds to work your fields. And don't shear the firstborn flocks of your sheep and goats. Instead, you and your families look at this. You're going to take these animals before the Lord your God each year. Where you're going to eat these animals before the Lord your God in his sanctuary. However, and he's going to say, when you go up there and take your moo-moo and your sheep and whatever, you're going to have a cookout. It's a grill out before the Lord. He said, however, if the firstborn animal has a defect, being lame or anything wrong with it, don't sacrifice it. Instead, use it for food for your family. Anyone who is ceremonially defiled at the time may eat it, just as anyone may uh, eat the gazelle or the deer. But anyway, a little piece of 16 here. Let me stop. He says, don't eat the blood poured out on the ground. Always remember to celebrate the Passover during the first month of April. Oh, Yeah. Uh, either a lamb, ox, sacrifice to the Lord your God. His sanctuary. Eat the sacrifice with unleavened bread. Seven days reminder that you escaped out of Egypt. This is to remind you that you left Egypt in a hurry. There was no time for the bread to rise. That's the reason it was unleavened. I'm getting this one little verse here. Hold on for one second. Don't even have a trace of, uh, of yeast in your house. And they say, why would the Lord want to do that? It's because we so easily forget... He said, remember that the rest of your lives. No trace of yeast in your homes. None of the Passover lamb is left for the next morning. It's it's not to be eaten at your homes. It's to be eaten at the place the Lord chose for His sanctuary. Sacrifice it there the evening just as the sun goes down. Roast the lamb, eat it, and then start back home the next morning. I mean, they ate it right there, and then they left. It was a reenactment of getting out of Egypt. Now, why do we want to remind ourselves of something God's not going to do again? Oh, he will do it again. Praise the Lord. That's the purpose of all these things. I was trying to say one little part right here. It says, don't forget to take the Levites with you. Again, I, well, I already mentioned it, but he says it again. Yeah, here it is. Right. There it is. Look at this. He says, when you go. Oh, he said it's a time look at that. It's a time to rejoice before the Lord and your family in your house. So don't forget to include the Levites, the foreigners, the widows. Invite them to accompany you to the sanct- celebration at the sanctuary. Remember, you were a slave. I mean, this was a hoot nanny they had. It's not, well, let's come listen to the preacher bark and let's be the first one at the restaurant. Oh, we've got to listen to the choir. Take up this long offering. Oh, God. No. You brought your offering. It was just part of it. And when you got there, the priests were there. They took your lamb. They sacrificed it. And that was your sacrifice before the Lord. You had your friends there that was with you. You had some of the Levites in your community with you. And you had a wonderful dinner. And there was drinking too. You had a great time. And then you marched your little old self back home again. And you knew the whole time. Jesus was going to bless you Father we just thank you for your word today We just thank you that these things are true History is laid down perfectly So Lord if we're faced with any kind of difficulty today Let's say in our bodies we're hurting Well Lord we just thank you Lord you'll take care of that You healed everybody that came in touch with you And you're the same yesterday today and forever And you said as any sick among you Let them call the elders of the church You'd take care of that and Father, same thing's true financially, obviously. None of us will go broke doing this. So we just thank you, you'll take care of us financially. And if it's not anything we mentioned this morning, it's some other problem that we're faced with. Oh my goodness, you'll take care of that. That comes under the category of giants. It's so big, it looks impossible. But we're not gonna look at it that way. You're gonna drive out the problem ahead of us. And that doesn't leave anything left, but for us to tell others the details of how great you've been to us. In Jesus' name, amen. Praise the Lord. we well, all right. Amen, I went a little long. I didn't mean to do that. Okay.